Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Samansky. I'm your host, Stan Samansky. Today is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, and I have a tremendous show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Samansky nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. I have been... uh, mentioning for quite some time about your need to procure some food. Now, you should have water and water filtration and water storage because without that, in three days, you'll be gone. Uh, but I do want to make a, a point. This story we, we put out a few weeks ago when it first arose in its first form, and now it's taking a different form. This is uh, an article from uh, Zero Hedge. Global rice crisis worsens as India mulls over new export restrictions. And, you know, by Tyler Durden, which is really just uh, an acronym for some staff writer at, uh, at Zero Hedge. Dated Tuesday, October 22nd, 2023. Buckle up, world. The rice crisis is just getting started. As India, the world's biggest rice exporter, wrestles with soaring food inflation and the damaging effects of the El Nino weather phenomena on farmlands. Bloomberg reports Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government is mulling whether to restrict even more experts of the grain that is causing global tightening on an alarming scale. Goes on to show graphically how India is the biggest uh, rice exporter in the world. Uh, and they uh, dwarf everybody else. I mean, 40%. Uh, plus of exports in the world are India, Vietnam, 13 and a half, Thailand, 15, and all others make up the other 30% or so. The first round, this is what we reported on a few weeks ago, the first round of export restrictions was applied to shipments of non-basmati white rice last month. Now, the government is considering an export tax on paraboiled, uh, excuse me, parboiled rice to deter shipments abroad to ensure domestic supplies are ample to prevent a hyperinflationary spike in food prices that would ultimately spark social unrest. People briefed on the government's review of the possible export tax said, quote, there's, cert- there's no certainty Deliberations will lead to the implementation of duties. And if I can put that in normal person speak, it means just because we're talking about it doesn't mean we're going to tax it. Back to the article. None of this should be a surprise to readers. We provided readers with enough understanding that rice, which is critical to the diets of billions of people worldwide, was headed for a shortage. And they... uh, Go on and list uh, 
uh, really about, uh, let's see, six different citations. So that's very good. Um, they go on to show, now I mentioned this when we did our, uh, you know, a report on this a few weeks ago, that the Thailand white rice index has hit uh, the same level it was at back in 2011. And you know what happened in 2011. That was the Arab Spring. And basically, you know, the CIA knows this. They've written about it. Is that um, when the household cost of food gets to 40% of take-home, people go to the streets to riot. So, uh, you know, back to the article. Meanwhile, the latest report on global food prices from the Food and Agricultural uh, Organization of the United Nations showed the Global Food Index, which tracks monthly changes in the international prices of globally traded food commodities, jumped the most in 18 months. And so I'm bringing you this short story and this, uh, you know, maybe it's a shorter podcast, uh, about the global rice crisis worsening, you know, as India, you know, mulls over these, these new export restrictions. I can tell you locally, I went to Sam's Club and to Costco in the last week. At Costco, I got some rice. And I went and caught plentiful. It wasn't well like it was, say, three years ago when a lot of stuff started with COVID and all the rest of it and stuff ran out. Um, but you could get white rice. And that is American. You know, there's America grows a lot of rice. Um, although it's nowhere near what those other countries do. You know, as we ev evidenced by the uh, the graphical representation that I went through a minute ago, but there's plenty grown in California and Louisiana and Arkansas um, to you know boy the country. I would say, um, but. And let me let me just stop short of just saying, hey, everything's going to be okay, because let me just share this with you. Again, this is a personal anecdote. It's not uh, it's not research. Last week, I went to Costco and Sam's Club. At Sam's Club, I could get rice. Excuse me. At Costco, let me. It's re the reverse. At Costco, I could get rice. Uh. And it was still modestly affordable. I mean, I could, you know, it was about 50 cents a pound. Uh, about a 25-pound bag was like $12.50. But up from three years ago, I could buy that same bag for like less than $9. Um, so prices are going up. Um, but there wasn't that much there. I mean, out of those 25-pound bags, there might have been, I don't know, 30 or 40 bags. It's not a lot for a big warehouse club. And at uh, and they had some other, they had jasmine rice and uh, paraboiled, etc. And some boxes of um, like minute rice. 
at Sam's, it was different. There was no white rice. It was only uh, a small display of jasmine rice, you know, where it was probably a, a 10 or 20 pound bag. I didn't, I didn't look too close, but there wasn't a whole lot of it. Um, you know, something that came, you know, a small two foot display that came up to your, your, your thighs or hips, you know, something like that. Not a whole lot for, you know, a community of people. Um, you know, there's all kind of stuff, you know, when you go to a, a warehouse club, but when it comes right down to it, as inflation continues to go up and again, even though the government is telling you that inflation is somewhere in the three to 4% area, that's a story because, you know, as I've covered before, the CPI is a, a story that they assemble for their own purposes. You see, because the government has to pay out Social Security and other entitlements based upon the CPI. Now, last year, Social Security recipients got a, roughly an 8% bump up in a cost of living adjustment. Well, this year, it's only going to be like 3%. Meanwhile, Martin Armstrong, who reported that in 2022, inflation for the things that matter to the everyday person, which is energy, gasoline, and food, uh, inflation was 32% for the year of 2022. Think about that for a second. So the Social Security recipients got an 8% bump in the cost of living, but really the cost of living went up 32%. This year, you know, the Social Security recipients are going to get a roughly a 3% COLA, you know, cost of living adjustment. But inflation, according to Martin Armstrong, you know, it has come down, but it's still running at 26%. Uh, let me tell you, when reality, which is hitting a lot of people, you know, 70, there's a story out today, I don't have it up on the website, but you could find it. You know, 70% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. They're like one paycheck away from homelessness. So, you know, this is, things are precarious. And so people aren't going to be buying Cabbage Patch dolls and Barbies and uh, you know, and necessarily taking as many vacations, but they will buy staples. And that, that, that means rice. That means potatoes, right? That means green beans, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's go as it becomes, everything becomes more and more expensive. The things that matter to people, the things that you need will go Inflation, high inflation, and then hyperinflation. The things that you need will go hyperinflation eventually. And the things that you don't really need, there's not going to be a lot of inflation. Do you know that the CPI, you know, they measure and they say, oh, inflation's 3%. Do you know how many items that the government, not Marty Armstrong at Armstrong Economics, the government measures 80,000 different items. Now, for instance, do you think that paper clips went up a whole lot, went up 33%? No, those things, you know, that, that has a very stable, um, you know, economy around it. How, do, do people buy or, 
or not buy as many paper clips from one year to the next? Not so much. It's pretty, it's pretty stable. You know, uh, I'm a musician. Um, you know, speaker cables. I mean, what's the change in demand there? Not a whole lot. So they measure all these things, all these other things. 80,000 of them. And see, since the bulk of things don't really go up or down a whole lot, um, they can use that to weigh down the percent in the index. So when Marty Armstrong tells you that inflation is still running at 26%, I would believe him. This is my humble opinion. It's going to be so, it's going to become so expensive to live in a short period of time. I don't know if it's, you know, six months, a year, uh, or two years. But as right now, the BRICS meeting is going on. That's BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and the other 40 nations that want to join. You know, that the, the, the nations of the world saw that, first of all, that America overthrew a duly elected government in the Ukraine in 2014. So, first of all, they saw that. Then they saw that that, uh, over, that, that puppet government went and uh, employed its military to carry out ethnic cleansing against the Russian-speaking peoples of the Donbass. And uh, exterminated approximately 14,000 people there. Then they saw that the West, you know, in, uh, engaged in the Minsk uh, meeting and agreement in 2015, where Germany, Russia, France, and the Ukraine got together, and uh, the agreement was made that the people of the Donbass would, would start getting representation and rights and rights to vote and so forth. Well, Angela Merkel came out last year in 2022 as, you know, she's the retired chancellor of Germany and said that the Minsk agreement was nothing more than a ploy to buy time for the West to build an army to go against Russia. Well, now that they've gone against Russia, they got their asses kicked. Excuse my French. You know, that this, uh, you know, secondary wave, uh, this counteroffensive that happened during the last month or two, uh, has been a complete failure, got complete failure. Now, there's other things going on. I mean, there's drone drone strikes uh, in, in, in Moscow every night now. Things are going to escalate. And if the West doesn't watch, it's going to escalate to nuclear because uh, the West are just liars that, you know, they have gone and placed armies uh, up against the border of Russia and are, and are just... Uh, you know, egging them on for something. And the West wants to destroy Russia. Make no mistake about it. Uh, they, they are the aggressors. That's the United States and NATO, but it's the United States. Uh, and wants to carve up uh, Russia into, you know, 41 or 42 different um, sections. And, um, you know, for the reason of all of the natural resources they have. Uh, this is not going to end well. And I say this again, as the CEO of a a small disability ministry, if you are a caregiver taking care of a special needs 
child, taking care of a special needs adult. If you run a special needs institution, you've got a way, you have got to find a way to accumulate food and fast. Um, you know, again, I go back to my experience of, you know, knowing a CEO who uh, just was posthumous, posthumously uh, booted, uh, told me when I, I said, you know, you guys need to start buying some food because things are going to get bad. And he said, well, our, uh, our mandate doesn't allow us to buy any more than one month of food. I mean, people are going to die. <laughs> There's going to be some kind of, this is my humble opinion, okay? There's going to be some kind of break in social services and the social contract of the government and the, perhaps even the stability of the country when all this starts to go down. If, it, you know, if the money fails, if there's a, uh, a nuke delivered to America, over America, you know, just one nuke delivered over the middle of the country, a hundred miles up, uh, would knock out all the electronics. Did you know that? That's called an, an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. And the government has done studies, and they said that ninety percent of the population would be would be dead within one year after an event like that because nobody's prepared for it. Well, at least if you go out and buy some food and can filter water, you got a chance even if you don't have electricity. But you're going to have to have something. Um, again, you know, look at Bear Independent. He's done, he's repeated these studies that the military has done that it takes 750 pounds of food a year to keep a fighting man in the field. That's about 3,200 calories a day. And, you know, if you're, again, a caregiver and things get rough, you're going to be expending, you know, an incredible amount of calories just to get through your day. Wow, your uh, need to provide care and sustenance to those in your charge will not change. Unless, of course, you abandon them. Which for the godless will probably be a choice. Um, things are going to get rough, let me tell you. Um, but while you can still get food, get food. You are going to need it, in my humble opinion. Get seeds, vegetable seeds, potato, you know, start, get, you know, plan for a fall garden where you can grow, you know, lettuce cabbage, you know, etc. I don't know about lettuce. Cabbage will grow. Um, start investing in that because, you know, as you grow a garden, it, the, the plants and the seeds, they actually have to acclimate to your area. And you should be like harvesting those seeds that grow and then, you know, keep growing them and things get better because, you know, you just go out and buy like, uh, I don't know, like these packages of survival seeds and so forth. They still have to acclimate to your area, wherever you are. Um, you know, they might have been grown out on, I don't know, out in Oregon, and I'm buying them here in Pennsylvania. Do you think that they have to, you know, they're going to be just like superb the first year? Probably not. 
um, you need to be practicing all this stuff because gardening is something, there's a big failure rate, especially at the beginning when you start gardening. You need food. You need food. You need food. The signs are there. That's why I'm doing stories like this. You know, really, I, I wanted to do a financial story uh, about bricks and so forth and the call for gold. I mean, there's people in the Congress of the United States, you know, call, calling for the United States to go back to our gold standard. I mean, we are in deep, deep doo-doo. Deep. You know that, that Fort Knox, where the gold supposedly is, has not been audited since the mid-1950s. A lot of people think that it's all been lent out, rehypothecated, or just gone. We don't know. We don't know. And if, when the money goes bad, what are you going to buy food with? What will you, you know, there are just horrible stories during wartime of what women had to do to feed their family, like in Europe. Um, I think that was a book called The Savage Continent. Horrible what they would have to uh, sell themselves to get a, you know, a tin of meat. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? I hope you do. God help us. Let me pray. Dear, Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that everyone who's within the sound of my voice, that they would trust you for their salvation, for their lives, that they would repent of their sins and be sorry and ask you to forgive them and to make you their Lord and Savior of their life. And I pray for wisdom for these same folks who are listening. Wisdom that only you can give regarding this issue of of preparing for a bad time. And who knows how long uh, it will be. In your name, Jesus, I pray and thank you. People, please. This story about rice, it's not going away. These countries, you know, they all know war's coming. A world war is coming. Again, I, you know, I subscribe to um, Pastor Joe Fox over at Viking Preparedness on Patreon, and for a buck a month, you can get a whole lot of wisdom. If you give them a couple more bucks, like I pay three bucks, and I get extra um, reports um, and commentary from him. And uh, he was a Green Beret and, you know, Special Forces, a leader, and, um, you know, you just get indispensable wisdom from somebody who sees the world, you know, through those lenses. And he's saying that war is coming. You know, war means shortages. War means, uh, uh, you know, rationing. Everything's not going to be equal for everybody. So please take care of your own right now while you can, while your money still has value. I have no doubt, you know, warfare changes from generation to generation. It's the same, but it's different, if you know what I'm saying. And financial warfare is a big part of what's going on right now. That's what's going on with the BRICS meetings that are in South Africa right now. They are going to dethrone America as 
<clears throat> the, uh, the world reserve currency. They're going to dethrone the dollar as the world reserve currency. Make no d- mistake about it. It will first, you know, the BRICS currency will uh, appear first as a, a competitor. But the vast majority of the nations, again, I, you know, I, I don't think I finished my story. I talked about what happened in the Ukraine and uh, the lies and, and so forth. And um, at the beginning of the Ukraine war, you know, the United States and the West and Germany, uh, or through Germany, uh, confiscated Russian Bank Central mo- money and the Gazprom Bank. So, in other words, those are sanctions, okay? Uh, and they cut Russia out of the SWIFT system. That's the, the system for inter, inter, uh, um, international payments. So if the, you know, these countries sit there and they look at this situation and they say, if the United States can do this to a nuclear-armed Russia, what will they do to us? They'll crush you, of course. And so... All these countries are getting together and say, F the United States, excuse my French, we're going to put something together that is better and something that is backed by something real that's not just backed by men with guns in a printing press. This change is coming, ladies and gentlemen, and you had better get ready. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can donate uh, to Encouraging Angels of what your you know what God lays on your heart www.encouragingangels.org go to the donate page and you can give online with your your card at the cornerstone link there just click that and that's very simple to do uh, or send something to our PO box this is the encouraging angels podcast I'm Stan Samansky and I look forward to to seeing you right here next time.